Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, <laughs> Liberty. Oh my goodness. It is so good to be back. I've missed you guys. And my cup is full, praise the Lord, because it was but empty uh, before I left. Trust that. Thank you so much for your kind messages since I've been gone and uh, your encouragement to just take my time to rest in the Lord. So many of you have been so merciful. I really appreciate it. Others have given me some flack, and that's okay, too. Um, you know, that somehow I've, I've stepped off the battlefield in our, in our monumental moment of need as a nation. And here's the deal. Um, I'm certainly not sent here to save you. And, uh, you know, some days I can barely save myself and I don't try to save myself. I do leave that up to, uh, my Lord and savior. And one of the ways that he does that is through rest. So many of you know that the reason why the children of Israel, uh, happy Rosh Hashanah, by the way. Um, so to all my Jewish brothers and sisters, uh, this is important. This is an important high holiday for you. So God bless you and love you and keep you in this new year and that you would have health and joy and, uh, uh, I almost said promiscuity. That's hilarious. Prosperity. <laughs> Yes, I wish much promiscuity upon you. No, <laughs> like, yes, clearly I've been on vacation because my sense of humor is intact. <laughs> but um, no, I do not wish upon you happy promiscuity. I wish upon you happy prosperity, health, joy, laughter, uh, unity within your family units, all that good stuff, right? And safety and uh, health of, of mind, body, and soul. That is my happy new year wish for my Jewish brothers and sisters. Again, happy Rosh Hashanah. So the children of Israel, on a more somber note, did not make it into the promised land, um, with the exception of a few, because of one thing. They refused to enter into God's rest. And when we do that, uh, we miss out on the times of refreshing. And I got to tell you, if it's something I don't want to do, I don't want to miss out on something that God has for me, something or someone. I don't want to miss out on that. And when you are compelled, you're driven, you are accustomed to, you are addicted to whatever, whatever the vice is, whatever the method is, um, whoever the method is, uh, whatever that is, the expectations of others, whatever it is, whether it's your job, uh, it's your uh, ministry, it's your family, maternally and paternally, people fall into this trap all the time of needing to be needed, right? When you're doing, 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 doing instead of being, instead of resting to allow God to refuel you and to uh, refill your cup, you are going to miss so many beautiful things and opportunities, refreshing people, love, all of that. Ideas, ingenuity, patience, mercy, reconciliation, grace, 
you're going to miss all of that because you're going to miss out on the times of refreshing because you refuse to enter into God's rest. And we live in a day and time when people are convinced that they are more crucial to the equation and more important than they really are. And how do I know that for a fact? Well, A, because it's easy for me to fall into that sometimes. Also, that's just full disclosure, and I'm not afraid to do that on my show, as many of you know. Um, But also because you can see the level of idolatry going on in the world. It is at an all-time high We thought it was bad when President Trump was in office. Oh, my goodness. Since November, since January 20th, it has been a complete disaster on the home front of, hey, let me pull the curtains back and show you what's really in your heart. And that started in my own home. So people say to me sometimes, oh, you you can be so rough with, you know, I mean, don't you think you could be a little, I'm like, well, have you, have you, have you seen the state of our country? I get a little impassioned because I hate injustice. I hate evil, even though there are seasons of my life when I'm absolutely full bore practicing things that I don't need to be involved in, in my, you know, personal space, in my mind, in my will and my emotions. Not everything is about sex. Some things are. Not everything is about phobia. Some things are. Not everything is about stealing and cheating and, you know, uh, you name it. All of our little go-to sins that we have on our, on our little humanistic secular scales. Um, not everything is, is weighted um, in, in, in our terms. His ways are higher than ours. His his understanding is greater than ours is what the word says. And boy, if that's not the truth, right? So there are many things that we agree with, that we align with our mind, our will, and our emotions, a.k.a. our souls, that are not refreshing. And on my time away from you guys, my time really hunkering down with God trying to, man, I suck at it too. I'm not going to lie. I, it is so hard for me to just rest in Jesus. It is, I'm not kidding. It is ask anyone who knows me and who has been with me through this sabbatical. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I jumped back onto Twitter two weeks in because or three, two and a half weeks in. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, the whole world's falling apart. It's Afghanistan. I see people who are suicidal veterans or want to jump off cliffs. I mean, it is a mess people fighting and they're scared and they want answers and they're emailing and this and that. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do a podcast because that's definitely not resting. Um, but then I committed to not do one boy. It was hard because my numbers have been off the charts for me personally in my podcast space, but I had to be obedient. I had to be obedient. I had to, and it was hard. Like I said, some of my closest friends didn't understand it and they faulted me for it. And I know they did because I could, I hear it. I see their responses. And people who don't know how to rest because they're all wound up with life and their cups are empty too, cracked. They are no more hydrated, you know, than the Sahara Desert. But they're busy looking at me telling me, well, who are you to take a vacation right now? The world is falling apart. I'm like, I know. And thankfully for me, the world does not rest upon my shoulders. And nor does it rest upon yours. So this is not going to be a show. I'm going to tell you some things that I walked away from. I'm, I'm bringing out of my sabbatical. And I want to uh, take some time to address a few things with you that are going to be very personal. 
It is a very intimate space, and I really hope that you will join me because I feel as though it will set it will set many of you free who are struggling with some things that all of us struggle with. But, but more specifically, people who have been engaged in battle, uh, whether you're in ministry on an actual war battlefield, people who um, have seen things that most of us will never see in four lifetimes on a battlefield, those of you who have defended this country and it has cost you everything, it's cost you your peace of mind. It's cost you your own will in some regards, and it certainly cost you your emotions. For some of you, it has cost you your families, your jobs, your ability to sleep at night, to not be in pain, to trust, to move forward with your lives. For some of you, it's regret. And I'm speaking this to this today because I am watching the numbers go up on the daily tally and toll that this Afghanistan complete debacle, completely avoidable, but absolutely 100,000% um, planned as far as I'm concerned in the execution thereof as we see it now. Um, I see the toll that it's taking on our veterans. And it grieves me. And so on my trip, what I realized, particularly in Montana, was how important ceremonies are. You're in the land of the American Indian. You're in the land of our, quote, forefathers, as it were, here on this, what I would consider sacred ground called America. And it was fascinating to me to roll through there and really have a very clear understanding of just how important ceremony was and is to uh, American Indian tribes of yesterday and today. And I pondered in my prayer time, why was ceremony so important? Not to mention, I believe those of you in the military understand how important ceremony is. There's something about a ceremony that commemorates the celebration of something, the elevation of something, the letting go of something. Bringing things together and letting things go. Right? We have weddings. We have funerals. We have baptisms. We have ceremonies within the military structure that elevate We recognize people for their successes, for their valor, for their sacrifices, their honor, right? We commemorated 13 souls that were lost, completely, completely avoidable, in my humble opinion, but they're gone. They're gone. And those 13 souls have pricked the hearts and the consciences of so many who who have served this nation and who are still serving this nation today, as well those losses should. But seeing what is unfolding in the Middle East is something that is that is causing great burden in the rhetoric that you're seeing online, the disinformation campaigns, the abject dissolution of any decency 
whenever it comes to taking responsibility for what has occurred and what I would consider one of the greatest frauds of our lifetime in the way that we have handled Afghanistan, the way we pulled out of Afghanistan. It has been, now some of you are realizing that it has been a rich man's slush fund and it is going to continue to be a rich man's slush fund. It is going to continue to be the chessboard upon which men with with rank and brass and medals are going to maneuver your sons and daughters across a board that could ultimately lead to their untimely death for something that just doesn't make a hell of damn sense here in this country as it pertains to our security. Because last I checked, nobody from the Middle East is riding camels across the ocean to come over here and take our country out. Ad nauseum. There are terrorists all over the world. For us to... What is the word I'm looking for? It's, it, it, is, it is to inflate. It is to inflate in this vain imagination that somehow the whole world is supposed to be afraid of Muslims en masse, right? That this is, a, this is an Islamic issue uh, in terms of you know, peace-seeking and Muhammad-worshipping, uh, peace, otherwise peaceful Muslims. It somehow it's been conflated with the Sharia loving and abiding and complete barbaric rule of law uh, in, in what we see happening with the Taliban and this ISIS K brouhaha, whatever that's about, right? But it, it, is, it is meant to confuse and to demoralize you. There's now an alignment with the Taliban. From your United States government. And I got to tell you, I cannot possibly put myself in your shoes, gentlemen and ladies who have fought in that sand. I cannot put myself in the anguish that this must cause you. I cannot. And the dismay and the what the hell and the what the, I can't put myself there. And it would just, it would be dishonoring to you for me to even try to say, I understand because I don't. But here's what I do understand. Everything begins in the spirit. And this is a campaign to take you out. The campaign is to take you out through false narratives, through downplaying your sacrifice, sacrifices, your losses, the guilt, the shame, the confusion, a lot of things, the self-rejection the physical annihilation for some of you. And when I say annihilation, I mean, I've, I've seen things lately that just, I can't, it hurts. It hurts. And it should hurt. It should hurt our hearts back here in the lap of luxury of our safety here on this soil to see young men and women completely blown apart who are learning to reconstruct their lives and to breathe and to eat and to move and to even think and to formulate a sentence. And we have the unmitigated gall to sit on Twitter and Facebook and think that we have some type of warrior status 
much less to sit in your shoes as someone who has sacrificed all for this country and watch this administration completely obliterate any sense of purpose for your sacrifices. I just want to apologize to you. On behalf of an otherwise completely reprobate government and society as Americans, I am sorry. And I also want to thank you. You hear it a lot. Thank you for your service. But I want to really thank you. And I want to spend this time thanking you by walking through a little bit of a valley of the shadow of death with a small ceremony to release some things that some of you guys need to release. This goes back to my Vietnam, guys. This is any battle, any engagement that you've ever been involved in on any level. I want you to join me if you are up to it in a brief, but what I believe will be an extremely liberating ceremony of releasing a few things. Because I don't want to see you end up a statistic and I don't want to see you lose another thing because of some man's battle that they are now telling you didn't mean anything. And I'm going to tell you something, and you can take this to the bank. And if you're one of the people listening to me, and I know you guys do, who are one of the ones who have strategized in this, in this, in this chess game of a rich man's chess game, and you have capitalized off of the blood of other people in this 20 year debacle that ended in a, in an embarrassing, horrific, menacing murderous way. I want you to take heed. This is for you as well, but spiritually speaking, if you're not willing to take that regret, if your heart is not pricked by that, then woe unto you. And I say that for the benefit of the men and women who are listening to me who feel like you fought another man's battle for nothing and that somehow you're unjustified before God. That is an absolute lie from the pit of hell. You put on a uniform. You took a vow to the Constitution of the United States of America. You fell into a chain of command. Period. You executed the orders put before you. You said, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And you got busy and you did things that the rest of us have not and, and have not had to do, nor are most of us willing to do to the extent that you have. So for any spiritual entity or news media outlet who is completely led by spiritual entities of darkness, for neighbors, colleagues, pundits, family, friends, ex-spouses, whomever, your own mirror, whoever is trying to tell you that your sacrifices and your duty is diminished because of the mess 
that we have created, I want you to release that today. I think it's important. I was working closely with several people who have been non-stop working. Some guys didn't get sleep for, for days. They had pictures of people who were uh, trying to get out of the country, who were translators, who were being vetted to get them on planes. You had Americans, you had Afghans, you had, you know, I mean, the, it was unbelievable. You had children, children, people who were told to go to a certain gate that ultimately was locked, that they were ultimately turned away from. These people disappeared. These people disappeared off of the radar and the grid of the people who are trying to help them flee from imminent death. And the men who are attempting to help these people were not on the ground, but they were. Their spirits and their souls were certainly on the ground. Their minds, their will, and their emotions were set to get these people to freedom. And I can't imagine what that's like to watch somebody completely, an innocent person, We're not talking about an enemy in combat. We're talking about a four-year-old child. We're talking about a mother, a father, who worked alongside of our men and women in whatever official capacity they had. Or, Or maybe some of these people gave refuge to others in their time of need. And people were trying to get out of the country to save their families because they knew with this regime change, it was going to be really murderous and bad. And it has been, as we've seen. And these people literally disappeared from the grid. And I thought to myself, wow, I can't imagine how helpless some of you have felt, how rage-filled, how many things this brings up from your past because you have been on a battlefield. The torment, the assignment from hell upon your psyches and your will and your emotions is astronomical. It is literally of biblical proportion. And so biblical proportional things require biblical proportional healing. So the ceremony that I want to partake in with you today is going to be one of release. If you have pictures of people, if you have names of people, if you have images of people in your mind, and you know, I know many of you have them seared in your consciences, you still dream about them. You talk about them with basically no one. They haunt you. Some of you have these passport pictures of these poor people who did not make it out of Afghanistan. I want you to gather your things. I'm going to take a small break. I want you to gather your things. I want you to gather those imaginations, those memories I want that are at the forefront of your mind. Now listen, I don't want you going back and digging up stuff, trying to find stuff. If you're in, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, I am not licensed for counseling. I am simply a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And I believe in the power of prayer and I believe in the power of ceremony and letting things go to our Father and allowing Him to heal you. It is just that simple. So if you are suicidal, if you are ideating over suicide, please get off of this broadcast immediately because we need you and we love you and you deserve it. I need you to please call your veterans hotline, any, any suicide hotline you can get yourself to please get off of this broadcast and go to that place. But I'm not here to stir stuff up. I'm not here to, um, to take you back to really dark places. Don't go there. Do not go there. If you don't feel led, I'm simply saying in a time of prayer, I want to pray with you and I believe in the power of prayer and I believe in God's liberating ability. And if that's not for you, you are so welcome to just exit right now from this broadcast. I love you. I will continue to pray for you. You're welcome to email me and with your prayer requests. I'm happy to do that. But if you know that you are willing to just call it all in, you're done, you're tired, can't go another day, the voices are haunting you, your life is a mess, and you feel like you're just, I'm done, I can't do it anymore, Monica, please, right now, go to your nearest suicide hotline and call them. It's okay for you to do that. It is paramount that you do that. Because we need you and we love you and we want you here. I often say, please do not make a permanent decision in a temporary situation. And when I tell you guys that this too is going to pass, I mean that. It is going to pass. This time in history will pass because time stops for no one. And you have generations around you and to come who need you. So please do not make a permanent decision in a very temporary situation. Now, I'm going to take a small break. And I want you guys to gather whatever it is that you need to ceremoniously hand over in prayer. (laughs) Talk about an act of courage. This is going to probably be one of the most courageous things many of you have done because it's not easy to do and it feels scary. It feels raw. It feels vulnerable. I believe that the Lord has called us to pray and he's called upon us to heal through prayer. That is my fundamental belief. And that is my heart's purest desire that he will meet us in this moment that we're about to have together. And it will be the beginning of, the beginning of you stepping into your freedom. And I look forward to hearing your testimonies. The word says that they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I believe that God is going to get all of the glory from the time that we are about to have together. Okay. In the meantime, if you have things that you want to gather, if you want to take a moment and pray, and ask God to meet you right here in this moment that we're about to have together. I'm going to ask you to do that. And for those of you who are not ready to go here, 
If you are afraid, if you're shaking, if you are manifesting, if you're having a visceral effect to what I'm saying and to engaging on this level, please exit the podcast now and I will return in just a few moments. When I am 
Okay, guys. It's a question I ask myself regularly. What have I done to deserve a love like this, right? And I know many of you struggle with that as well. And honestly, we haven't done anything to deserve anything but death. So for those of you who struggle with the same thing that I have for many years, which is I don't deserve goodness and I don't deserve love and I don't deserve prosperity. I don't deserve acceptance. I don't deserve adoration as a woman. I don't deserve. I don't deserve. I don't deserve. And <laughs> finally I had a minister look at me one time and all of her wisdom. And she's like, you're right. None of us deserve anything good. <laughs> kind of sucked the oxygen right out of that pity party I was having. Right? It's awesome such a brilliant truth because the truth is we don't deserve anything from God. God willfully, intentionally, with great precision, chose you. He chose me. He chose his creation. And I believe that by faith Because I believe in order to reach the throne of love, I have to go through his love in the person of Jesus Christ. And he did everything that I could never do to reach the throne of love. And he did it through His love for you and for me and for all of mankind. It's very important for you to hear me whenever I say that. So I hope that you've gathered whatever it is that you need to gather in the way of names Images. If you're still with me, I've already asked those of you several times, if you're not ready to go here in prayer, you are, it is okay. And I would, I would prefer that, and it would be better that you exit the podcast. Now you need to honor where you are in your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, your spiritual, physical psychological, all of that, please honor that because the enemy will have you go to things when you're not ready, when it's not your time. God has a timing to everything. There's a time for everything. But if you're going to stick this out with me, because I'm doing this for myself as well, trust that, then I believe that God is going to meet you exactly where you are. And I believe that by faith, because I, I believe by faith, God never shuts the door or locks the door on someone who's seeking him as it is written. And if you're still here with me right now, that tells me that you are seeking him with whatever little bit of your heart and soul and mind you have in the form of a grain of a mustard seed. And this amount of faith is all you need to move mountains. 
as it is written. And I believe that for you. And I believe that for me. Because it is the truth of God. So we're going to speak directly to those mountains of regret. The mountain of regret. The mountain of self-loathing. The mountain of accusation. The mountain of self-pity. The mountain of dread and fear and despair. The mountains of false accusation against yourself. The mountain of self-hatred. The mountain of envy and jealousy. The mountain of accusation against God. The mountain of hopelessness and despair and suicide and death and hell and destruction. We are speaking to those mountains in the name of Jesus, and we are declaring them removed by the power of God, according to God's will, as it is written in his word, by his word. And we are inviting the Holy Spirit into this moment with us, a very vulnerable place of faith and and humble belief that God will meet us right here where we are. We speak to spirits of death and we tell you to be cast into the sea of forgetfulness, cast into the ocean of forgetfulness. Thank you, Father, that our sins are as white as snow through your son, that our sins are as far as the east is from the west. Thank you that it is written that you no longer hold our sins against us, Father. So with all of the regret, all of the sadness, all of the ungodly grief, we bring it all before you, Father, and we speak to these mountains and we cast them into the sea and we ask you to meet us exactly where we are with every face, every person, everything that has been done on a battlefield, Father, in the name of war. We deliver it before your throne. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we deliver it before your throne for healing, for forgiveness. And we ask you to take these things through your throne of grace, through your mercy seat, Father, and to set us free by the power of your word and by us aligning our faith with your goodness, with your, with your undying, unrelenting pursuit of us and our freedom. Whatever it is, whatever sins we have that have weighed us down, whatever stinking thinking, Father, whatever stinking belief system we have, whatever we've idolized, if it's ourselves, if it's self-pity, self-loathing, all the lies that have been perpetuated upon us, Lord, through media, through our family, through our genealogy, Lord, through our experiences, through things that we've agreed with, wickedness that we've partaken in, Father, things that have grieved you, we just deliver every bit of that at your throne today, Father, and we thank you that we can by your grace and your mercy. And we thank you that according to your word, it is written that if we will confess our faults, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we thank you, Father, that your justice is executed in the heavenlies today. And in everyone's lives who are hearing the sound of my voice, including my own, that your justice in your courts of heaven, your justice, Father God, 
has been executed in our lives, that you have forgiven us, you have extended your mercy, that we are clean, we are washed, and that we can start anew right this second. Your mercies are new every single morning. We deliver every voice of accusation, every voice of death, hell, and destruction, every voice of regret, all of the vain imaginations that the enemy keeps running over and over and over in people's minds, Father. We deliver all of that to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to cleanse our minds, Lord, and give us a new heart and a new mind. Wash our minds with the washing of the water of the word according to your word. Instill in us brand on our hearts right now in this moment, an undying, unrelenting pursuit of you and your truth, and that we would see our lives restored completely restored. Your word promises that you will restore the years, the years, the years that the locusts have eaten. So we're believing you to do that today, Father God, by your power, your life-saving and life-giving power, your forgiveness, your holiness, your righteousness. We are pursuing you with everything we have Even if it's the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, we are pursuing you, Father, and we believe you will give unto us what you say you will. We thank you for a new identity. We release every name, every face, every point where the enemy has told us that we failed that we're failures, that we don't deserve to live, that we don't deserve to be happy or loved or accepted or prosperous. All those lies, Father, I just cast them down at your feet, at your throne, and I ask you to blow them, scatter them to the four corners of the earth, Lord. Your wind, your breath, just scatter those lies, Father, and burn them. Burn anything in us that is not of you and purify our hearts and our minds, Lord. Take those memories that are so hurtful and destructive, Father. Take them in your mercy from us. We're coming before you as children, completely naked, completely disrobed, with all of our pride, all of our moxie, all of our medals, all of our accolades, all of our diplomas and degrees, all of our fanfare, that man has bestowed upon us, Lord, and celebrating us. We're laying all of that at your feet today. And we're just thanking you that you restore in us a right mind. We take authority over spirit of insanity, Father, or any type of chemical imbalances in people's brains, Lord, in their bodies, their neurotransmitters, Lord, wherever healing is needed, Father, I pray that you would meet people right where they are and that you would see mass healings across this country for your glory to prove to your loved ones, to people who need to see your power made manifest in their lives and others who need to see it as well, Lord, and to put our enemy of, of life and liberty and love to put those enemies on notice, Father, that you have risen 
from your throne and you are scattering your enemies and your first purpose is always your people. It's always your creation. All people, all people, all people are your first purpose. And your, your first priority is always our liberty. I thank you, Father, and I bless you. I bless you for my time off. Thank you for restoring my cup. That I can pour out into others. Thank you for that sweet, sweet time with you. Thank you for showing me great and mighty things. Most importantly, your faithfulness. I thank you that it's in our weakness that your strength is made perfect. I thank you that our strength is found in you and that we can lay our burdens down at your feet, Lord, in our work and our everyday calling, our everyday work of carrying each other's burdens, of showing up on battlefields with other people, Father, as warriors, Lord, as warriors. I thank you that you have created us as warriors and that you're faithful. You're a faithful commander. You're a commander of angel armies, Lord. You are the God of angel armies. Thank you for being our commander-in-chief. Thank you that your continuance of governance in this earth is comprised of mercy and grace and justice. And no matter what we've done on a battlefield or off, no matter how much destruction the enemy has ravaged and wreaked in our lives and our families and our health, in our professions, in society. I thank you that your goal, your heart as our Father, as the Father of life, the Father of joy, the Father of restoration and redemption, that it is your goal, it is your heart's desire to reconcile us unto yourself and to those things that you have for us as beneficiaries of your kingdom. So I thank you that the continuance of governance in this earth is predicated upon your son, Jesus Christ. That all things begin and end with him. And so, Father, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to minister to these souls listening to me tonight. Wherever they are. However low they are. However high they are. Whatever position they're in whatever dumpster they're living in, whatever highest peak they're living on, whatever level of authority they're living in, Father. I pray that you would meet people right where they are and set them free. I pray this in complete and total faith in your character, in your being, in who you are. And I thank you for making me a woman of faith. I thank you for my calling. I thank you for your faithfulness. You are a great and mighty God. 
So I thank you for joining me. And I pray all of this in the name of Jesus. I pray that your houses will be sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. That your physical temples and your minds will be sealed with the life-breathing word of God himself. I pray that you will seek him with everything you have. I pray if there's healing that you need to continue to walk through, that you will seek it because you deserve it. Whatever shame, whatever guilt the enemy has beat the living hell out of you with for however many years, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will release that tonight. Let it go. And remember this night. Commit it to your memory. Commit it to your soul. It is something the enemy will never be able to take away from you. I believe God is faithful. I believe his word says that he is faithful to finish the good work that he began in you. And if you started tonight with the Lord in this work, he is faithful to finish the good work. Please forgive yourself. Please forgive others. Please allow God into those dark crevices that even you don't know how deep those caverns run in your soul. But God does. So you don't have to be afraid. I know sometimes it feels like you're going to suffocate under all of it. Been there. And I'm talking to you tonight. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. My life is living proof to that. Again, if you are someone who suffers with mental illness um, and you know that um, you know that you need to seek medical attention by a professional, please do so. You, you must, you owe that to yourself and to your family to seek life, to seek life, to seek your freedom. You are willing to go to war for other people's freedom. My final prayer for you tonight is, is to thank you for showing up and doing battle for your own freedom. And if you didn't go there tonight, you just listened. That's okay. You can always revisit this whenever you're ready, if you're ever ready. And I just want to commend you for having the courage. This takes courage. It takes real courage. It takes real courage to face down some of these enemies that stare us in our own mirrors. The memories that we hold in our own cells and the voices of our enemies who speak to us through the enemy's kingdom that tells us that we're not lovable, we're not forgivable, we're not acceptable. Those are all lies. So I commend you, warriors, for showing up tonight for your own healing, your own redemption, your own reconciliation. This was a night of reconciling accounts. I say that a lot on my show. Try not to go to bed. Try not to end any day 
without reconciling your accounts. Life is so short, you guys. People go to sleep, they don't wake up. Children are dying. Teenagers are dying. Adults are dying. There's so many things going on in the earth. Please keep your accounts short. And one way we do that is by starting with our own accounts. Amen? That's really important for us to do. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Please share this far and wide. For those of you who know others who um, would uh, find this useful, helpful in their lives, please uh, share this. Again, uh, my final disclaimer, I am not a mental health care professional. Um, I am simply a believer in the Word of God. And I've witnessed this healing in my own life. And I'm a truth speaker and a life giver. And I align with the word of God that says that he came to heal all of our diseases, to forgive all of our sins. And he sees all things and he forgives all things. And he came for all people, all people. And that includes you. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Uh, In the meantime, I'm going to leave you with another fantastically beautiful body of music by Miss Lauren Daigle, who you heard earlier in the broadcast. I love you. Have a good evening. in my mind that say I'm not enough Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up Am I more than just the sum of every high and every Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know
heaven now I'm laying it at your feet You'll have every failure God you'll have every victory 